So praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Welcome once again. And uh, today we are going on uh, chapter 2 of the book of Revelations. Uh, if you remember last uh, last week we did chapter 1 and uh, we one of the things we, we said last week was that the book itself is divided into three uh, broad parts uh, as said in in, in chapter in chapter 1 verse 3 uh, the things which were the things which are and the things which will be so um, John saw the revelation of Jesus as the resurrected Jesus Jesus in his glory okay um, so John saw the revelation of Jesus uh, Jesus in his glory uh, and he, re he recorded it. Uh, Jesus had resurrected. Uh, so that's the things which were the things that had happened in the past. Uh, now he saw the revelation. I mean, he now wrote a letter to the churches in Asia at that time, the seven churches. So those are the things which are. And then in chapter four, when you, we get to chapter four, you see the things which will be because it, that was actually the uh, opening of that chapter. So we were looking at the things which um, the letter to the churches had around that time uh, that was happening at that time. So that's what we want to look at. And we'll also see how applicable they are to us uh, uh, these days. So um, let's just say a word of prayers as we, as we go ahead. Father, we thank you for tonight. Thank you for your word. We ask that you open our eyes, open our hearts of understanding. Let us see the light behind these letters. Teach us yourself tonight in the name of Jesus. Make us ready for your coming. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So, Revelation chapter 2, verse 1. I'm reading the New Living Translation. Um, so, write this letter to the angel of the church of Ephesus. This is the message from the one who holds the seven stars in his right hand. The one who walks among the seven gold lampstands. Now, we said last week that the book of Revelation is a book of sevens. Loads and loads and loads of sevens. Uh, okay, um, the said audio is lost. Facebook, can you hear me now? Uh, please confirm Facebook if you can hear me. Uh, but if not, we'll just go ahead. Okay, so uh, we said uh, last week that... Um, that it's a book of sevens. There are several sevens uh, in the book of Revelation. Uh, seven this, seven that, uh, and, and on and on like that. Okay, let me just confirm if Facebook can hear me. Okay, let's just go ahead. So uh, now, uh, chapter 2, verse 1, we're seeing that um, uh, another two sets of sevens are here. Uh, one, uh, seven stars, seven gold lampstands. Uh, so, loads of sevens in this place. You will see, we can, I don't think we can ever exhaust the list of sevens uh, in the book of Revelation. Okay. I, I hope they can hear me on Facebook. Okay, let's go ahead. Verse two, uh, verse 2. I know all the things you do. Other translations say, I know your works. I have seen your hard work and your patient endurance. I know you don't tolerate evil people 
you have examined the claims. Okay, before we go to all those things, it starts with, I know your works. Oh, okay, let me just hold on. Uh, okay, let's just try and do sort Facebook out. Okay. We don't know what's happening to Facebook, but you should be able to hear me. Please confirm if you can hear me. Okay, uh, let's sort Facebook out. Okay, let's hope. Okay, praise God. Uh, I hope Facebook is connected now and the audio is there. Okay. Can Facebook hear me now, please confirm? If anybody can hear me on Facebook. Okay, yeah, uh, I hope you're audible now on Facebook. So yeah, let's go ahead. Um, I know thy works, that's that's where we were. Uh, I know thy works. Uh, God knows our works. He knows what we do. He knows what we've been doing. He knows uh, uh, the things that we do in secret. So uh, I think this should just be um, uh, an encouragement to someone. God knows your works. He knows the things you've been doing. Don't let anybody, um, don't let anybody uh, tell you otherwise, even though it may be discouraging uh, and you're, you're thinking that, oh, does, it, it seems that God, God has abandoned me or God doesn't understand what I'm going through or things I'm, I'm, I'm going through. The truth is that God knows your works. He says, I know thy works. All the things you've suffered, all the things you've 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 been through, for the for the sake of of the gospel, for the sake of the church, he's telling you today that he knows your works, and I think someone should be encouraged uh, because God, he said, I have seen your hard work and your patient endurance. I know you don't tolerate evil people, so evil people may seem to be. Um, uh, may seem to be on the increase these days but God knows some of us who will not tolerate them, who will not play politics who will not, who will not join people to do evil I know you have seen your hard work and patient endurance, you've been working hard and it's like nobody's seen you, God is telling you today, Jesus is telling you today that you have seen your hard work you have seen your patient endurance 
So I just want us to be, um, I want us to be encouraged today that he knows what you're going through. He knows all the things you've been doing. Uh, you have examined the claims of those who say they are apostles, but they are not. So, uh, false prophets and co have been have been reigning since the days of the apostles. There are people who claim they are apostles. There are people who claim they are prophets and this, but they are not. Uh, and this particular church, the church of Ephesus, um, the church of Ephesus uh, is is noted for uh, bringing those ones to books knowing that i mean bringing them out so they have the design the designing spirit they could bring people out who are who claim they're apostles but they are not and you've discovered that they are liars uh, and especially these days that lying seems to be a i mean the norm people people lie for fun these days but uh uh, uh jesus is telling a church here that i know Thank you for the things you've been doing and you've been bringing these people to book. So, they have patiently suffered for me without quitting. Now, let's look at the complaints against them. But I have this complaint against you. You do not love me or each other as you did first. Forgotten their first love. Look how far you've fallen. Turn back to me and do the works you did at first. If you don't repent, I will come and remove your lampstand from its place and among the churches. But this is in your favor. You hate the deeds, the evil deeds of the Nicolaitans, just as I do. Now, who are the Nicolaitans? Uh, I think we need to take a pause here. Yeah, so they've forgotten their first love. Uh, that's one thing against them. But another good thing um, for them is that uh, they hate the works of the, of the, the evil deeds of the Nicolaitans. Who are the Nicolaitans? Uh, I think I need to... Just a little bit of exegesis on this or just um, look into uh, the, the biblical history. Now, uh, just about two major theories, actually. Uh, a theory, most of the theories that we, we know hold that um, one, of the, one of the seven apostles or uh, seven deacons that were prayed for in Acts chapter 6 verse 5 uh, when, when there was disputes uh, in the early church, and then uh, the apostles said, okay, choose people who will lay their hands on uh, and they will, they will see to the distribution of food among the widows and things like that. So Nicholas was one of them. If I let's read that, Acts chapter 6 verse 5. Because something is also very, very important in that uh, Acts chapter 6 verse 5. Okay, it's just taking its time to load. Okay. Uh, okay, because of time, let's just let's just go ahead. Uh, because um, uh, the 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 guy there, Nicholas, there was a proselyte. For those of us who followed during the study of Acts of Apostles, I, I took time to explain who proselytes are. These are people who were, it was from Antioch, um, actually said in that, in, in, in that uh, verse, Acts 6, 5. He was from Antioch uh, and he had the, he, he converted to Judaism and he circumcised uh, himself at old age. So proselytes are people who started following the laws of Moses, who were not born Jews, 
but converted to Judaism, circumcised themselves, followed the laws of Moses. So he was a proselyte and um, a proselyte, sorry. Uh, and uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, the Bible actually uh, 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 mentioned that uh, in the book of Acts of Apostles. So uh, most theories, the ma majority of the theories we have suggest that um, uh, uh, he is the he started. Uh, okay, it has loaded Acts chapter six. So and so brothers select. Okay, let me just uh, verse five. Everyone liked this idea, and they chose the following people: Stephen, a man full of faith, and the Holy Spirit; Philip, Prochorus, Nicanor, Timon, Parmenas, and Nicholas of Antioch, and earlier converts to to Jewish faith. So these were the deacons. So uh, most most people believe that uh, the doctrine of Nicolaitans started from this Nicholas. Uh, let me just tell you the other theory. Then I will tell you what the doctrine is. So the other theory is that it wasn't. It was another Nicholas later in the in the church history that um, birthed this this dogma. Yeah, the agnostics, uh, number of things uh, that they believe in. But the the major one is that um, uh, number one, they don't believe that they believe that uh, the sin of fornication Moses was talking about uh was see was when you are having uh sex as a form of worship worshiping an idol so normal one is not a sin uh they believe in sharing their wives uh the story behind that is is like um uh two i have i mean there were about three two or three stories behind that uh he had a very attractive wife so he was practice practicing um celibacy uh, so, uh, story had it that he couldn't hold on uh, because his wife was very beautiful. Uh, so, he, because he couldn't hold on and he has vowed publicly that he was going to start practicing celibacy, uh, he saw that people were going to laugh at him. Then he brought in that, brought out that um, dogma that, yeah, people can now start yeah, uh, sharing wives. Uh, another uh, theory is that uh, someone accused him. Of being a jealous husband, I, yeah, he brought up his, his his children in the faith. He brought up his wife in the faith, but someone attracted him of being an overprotective husband. So in order to prove the person wrong, he gave the person he gave his wife off for either the person or someone else to sleep with, just to prove that he's not so overprotective. So, uh, but whatever st started the dogma, we know that the dogma that they believe in was the dogma of of. Um, uh, well, is that they compare their spouses with the vine, in as much as God didn't protect the vine from sparrows, from thieves, from people to eat from, and things like that. So why why protect your wife? Why protect your spouse from all those things as well? So that's their dogma. That's their doctrine. So that's the doctrine of Nicolaitans, um, and it's also a doctrine of control. And and when we when we hear some things that happen these days in churches, uh, some churches actually, uh, we think that yeah, it's end time, the end of the world is here. But as and as these have been happening since forever. I mean, the Nicolaitans were doing that uh, in the first church that John had to write, uh, commending those who stood against the doctrine 
of Nicolaitans. So, yeah, there are Nicolaitans among us uh, these days. It may not be that exact doctrine, but it's a doctrine of control. It's a doctrine of, of putting people under your grip. Uh, and I want us to stand against that wherever we see it, wherever we hear of it. It's not the doctrine of Christ. So that's the doctrine of, of the Nicolaitans. Um, I hope Facebook is following because we are having serious, serious issues with the network today. But it's okay. Verse 4. Okay, uh, yeah, yeah. Verse 7. Anyone who hears, who has ears, must hear, must listen to the Spirit and understand what he's saying to the churches. To so everyone who is victorious, I will give fruit from the tree of life. In the paradise of God, may we be victorious in Jesus' name. So the church in okay. Let me just quickly summarize uh, that. So what's what was the summary for the church in in Ephesus? Okay. So summary for the church in Ephesus. Uh, number one. Uh, so I'll, the the way we we'll do it, I will we'll talk about the commendation condemnation the counsel and the challenge so good works god uh, jesus commended their good works their labor their patience they hated nicolaitans uh the the what he condemned them for they have left their first love he counseled them to remember where they are falling from and repent uh whoever overcomes the challenges if you can overcome i'll give you um to eat out of the tree of life so the church of Ephesus is what we call the apostolic church. The, uh, I mean, those are the, the stand for the dogma and doctrine of Christ. So next is the church of Smyrna. Smyrna um, is what we call the persecuted church. So let's just uh, read on church of Smyrna, verse 8. Um, writes this letter to the angel of the church of Smyrna. It is the message from the one who is the first and the last, who was dead and but now is alive. I know your sufferings. I know your suffering and your poverty, but you are rich. I know the blasphemy of those opposing you. They are Jews, but they are not. They say they are Jews, but they are not because their synagogue, their synagogue belongs to Satan. Don't be afraid of what you're about to suffer. The devil will throw you into prison and test you. You will suffer 10 days, but if you remain faithful, even when facing death, I will give you the crown of life. Anyone who hears, anyone who has ears must hear what the Spirit, must listen to the Spirit and understand what he's saying to the churches. Whoever is victorious will not be harmed by the second death. Okay, the church of Smyrna, the persecuted church, has nothing, zero against them. Jesus found zero, nothing against this church. And it shows that it is possible. It is possible to be perfect. Actually, Jesus said, be ye perfect as my father. In heaven is perfect. It is very possible to be perfect. If Jesus... I mean, of course, Jesus will not protect these people unnecessarily. He will not protect them at all, actually, not even unnecessarily. So, not a single word of condemnation. Jesus looked at their works, their tribulation, their poverty. So, in the, and they called them rich, even though they thought they were, they were poor. Counsel them not to, be, not to be afraid, to be faithful. 
whoever um, um, overcomes will not be hurt by the second death. So the persecuted church, or, or could we say persecution is good for the church? Because the persecuted church here, um, uh, the church in Smyrna, one of the, there's another church anyways, but that had no single word of condemnation. So uh, that is, that's where we should belong. That's where we should strive to get to. Those are the things we should strive to do these days. To have nothing against us that Jesus can find us perfect in him. Praise the Lord. Okay, so next church. Uh, time is going. Sorry for our Facebook audience. Um, the uh, network is really, really bad. But I'll send out the podcast anyways. So, message to the church of Pergamum. Write this letter to the angel of the church of Pergamum. This is the message from the one with two sharp-edged swords. I know that you live in a city where Satan has his throne, yet you have remained loyal to me. You have refused to deny me even when Antipas, my faithful witness, was martyred among you. was muttered among you there in Satan's city. But I have a few complaints against you. You tolerate some among you whose teaching is like that of Balaam. Okay, let's look at, uh, let's, let's just stay on that verse 13. Uh, I was looking at the uh, Satan's city. Okay, let me just go, let me go forward a bit because he, Jesus complaining, called their city, Satan's city. So what's, what's happening there? Um, you tolerate among you whose teaching those among you whose teaching is like that of Balaam who showed Balak how to trip up the people of Israel he taught them to sin by eating food offered to idols by, and by committing sexual sin in similar way you have allowed some Nicolaitans among you who follow the same teaching repent of your sin I will come suddenly and fight you and and fight against them with the sword for my mouth. Okay. So, um, number one, I know you have, uh, verse 13, I know you live in a city where Satan has his throne. So, what's so special about this city? What's so special about the city of Pergamon? Uh, and the Satan city, Satan has his throne. Those are the things uh, uh, Jesus used in, 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 in describing this city. Uh, Pergamum, it was known uh, in those days uh, as a very cosmopolitan um, city in Rome and um, initially actually. Uh, and there's a particular god uh, that is worshipped in Pergamum. Uh, is is the god of healing. It's the Greek, Greek god of healing. Uh, the name skipped my mind now. Uh, and that god um in the temples of the god yeah, the images of the god is there and around uh it's it's it has a, a snake um a snake that's that's is curved on the rod uh, i mean or a snake that that wraps itself around the rod so when they want to be healed snakes they put snakes on their bodies snakes go around their bodies and things like that so they do a lot of things, commit sexual sins, uh, sexual orgies as a form of worship to that God. But the snake was a very, uh, was a very, very 
uh, uh, what's it called, was a very uh, uh, huge part of their worship. Uh, and if you look at uh, the symbol of medicine today, uh, that is still the rod of, let me, let me, I will get the name, I will get the name of that God, uh, the, the Greek God of healing. So that's the that's the uh, that's the reason why why Jesus called it the city of Satan and why because Satan you're gonna see it came as a form of serpent to deceive Adam and Eve the Bible called him the great serpent the dragon so serpent serpent is the the description of Satan so and that's that city is where the worship. A god that has a snake wrapped around a rod as his um, symbol. That's the symbol of medicine today. Uh, pharmacy and I mean medicine actually. Uh, and you look at it. Okay, does that mean uh, we are worshiping? Uh, please, I'll just get. I'll get the name of that god. I forgot to just. I just keep my mind. So, but I'll leave you to your own conclusion. Uh, I'm not. I'm not to give you. Um, a, a conclusion on that but yes uh, that was why uh, so the worship of that god was so uh, prominent in that city that's like the hq of where they worship that god but it still doesn't uh, mean it jesus because of, jesus didn't because of that give them uh, uh a leeway he didn't say oh i pity you you know you are facing too much in that your city so let's let's uh, let this one pass no he still had that comp those complaints against them. You tolerate some who had who, who were teaching like Balaam. What's the doctrine of Balaam? They tolerated people who had the doctrine of Balaam. What, what is the doctrine of Balaam? Uh, the doctrine of Balaam uh, is uh, is a doctrine of people who pay for prophecies. Number one, it's also a doctrine of uh, it was actually described here uh, when Balaam when Balak recruited Balaam to curse the children of israel and we did uh, if you remember the story he wanted to curse the uh, donkey angel of god stopped his donkey and instead of cursing them he kept blessing them uh and later on he said if you're gonna really really curse these guys you need to make them sin <laughs> so he tricked the people of israel to eating food offered to idols and committing sin so that uh, God can be angry with them and then God can punish them. So some people also teach like that. Some people pray um, <coughs> negative prayers on people. They pray prayers, they say prayers uh, so that uh, I don't, I, I'm just finding the best way. Uh, a prayer of error, prayer that people should be making errors so that uh, maybe they, are, they just want to get the person down. Those are balams people who pay for prophecies we have them in churches these days people who pay for prophecies they pay prophets to get things done and when these prophets see that oh there's nothing the people who have their prophecies for sale yeah that's that's the best way people who have their prophecies for sale those are the people who are following the doctrine of balam People who no longer, it is not about what the Lord says, it is the highest bidder. And these people also, in similar way, have some Nicolaitans among them who follow the same teaching. So, 
the doctrine of 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 Balaam is a doctrine of of ah, what's the best word to use? The doctrine of regulation is the doctrine of 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 control. The doctrine of Balaam, the doctrine of deceit, slimy. He deceived them until they get out of the will of God, so that God can attack them. So he said, repent of your sin, or I will come suddenly and fight against you with the sword of my mouth. Anyone who has ears must listen to um, what the Spirit is saying. And understand what, the, what he's saying to the churches. So everyone is victorious. I will give some manna that has been hidden away in heaven. And I will give to each one a white stone. On the stone, I will be engraved with a new name that no one understands except the, the one who receives it. Okay, so let's just do the Church of Theatria and then we close. Okay. Message to the Church of Theatira. Write this letter to the angel of the Church of Theatira. This is the message from the Son of God whose eyes are like flames of fire whose feet are like polished bronze i know all the things you do i have seen your love your faith i've seen your love your faith your service and your patient endurance and i can see your constant improvement in all these things but i have complaints against you you're permitting you are permitting that woman that jezebel who calls herself a prophet Who calls herself a prophet to lead my servants astray? She teaches them to commit sexual sins and eat food offered to idols. I gave her time to repent, but she doesn't. She does not want to turn away from her immorality. Therefore, I will throw her on a bed of suffering. Let's look at that, uh, Jezebel. Uh, now, what are the things God has seen in these people? It sees their love, it sees their faith, it sees their service, it sees their patient endurance. And look at it. it. God, God, Jesus sees what we do. Look, he listed everything. He, he sees what you do. In secret, he sees what you do. In secret. And like, like our father said, the, the, the one who is seeing everything we are doing in secret, we reward us in the open. He sees all you do in secret. Praise God. So, he sees everything. He sees constant improvement in these things but they've allowed jezebel to lead god's servant astray so because of the prophet she calls herself a prophet and teach false teachings so and 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 jesus is not just out there to destroy people he's not just going there to to destroy everybody said i give her time to repent but she does not want to turn away from my immorality therefore i will throw her on a bed of suffering and those who commit adultery with her will suffer greatly unless they repent and turn away from her evil deeds now adultery because you also need to understand um i think when, maybe when we're reading bible in 30 days we looked at it uh, in the in the book of deuteronomy and leviticus when the bible used the word adultery uh in this context it, it's people that serve other gods or worship other gods so it's not necessarily the sexual sin of adultery uh, and also, um, uh, 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 we're going to see later, later on in the book of Revelation, 
those who are virgins, those who have not committed adultery, it's not that they have not had sex before. It's just because they have not worshipped any other god. So, uh, the the prophetess here or prophets here uh, was teaching people to commit adultery, not necessarily the sexual adultery, but to worship other gods. And uh, worshiping other gods, you know, just put a little bit, use coconuts, bow down three times, put something in your mouth, all this little little thing you're bringing idolatry, syncretism. That's what theology calls it. Bringing idolatry, little by little, bringing idolatry into, into Christianity. He said, those who do that, God said, I will throw her on a bed of suffering. On a bed of suffering. Unless, and, and all those who commit adultery with her will suffer greatly unless they repent and turn away from, their, from her evil deeds. I will strike her children dead. Then all the churches will know that I am the one who searches out the thoughts and intention of every person. And I will give to each of you whatever you deserve. Now, if you if you with Jezebel in this in this adultery, in this in this worshiping of other gods, if you are with Jezebel, God says it will increase your suffering. You will so you put you on bed of suffering. If you're worshiping other gods, put you on bed of suffering, strike your children dead, except you turn away. So that it's going to make you a scapegoat. So that all the churches will know that God searches the thoughts and intention. Look at that. The thoughts and intention of every, every person. So the worshiping of other gods not, not, is not necessarily going to be a physical one that you have something you are buying and everybody is looking at it. It may be pride. It may be something inside you. It may be pride. So it says, I look at the thoughts and intention of every man. So what are your thoughts? What are your intentions? What are you intending with those things you're doing? Some of us were coming to work and do, I mean, work in the church and, 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 and serve in the church, but with a different intention, with different thoughts that are different from, from, from the thoughts of service, thoughts towards service. He says, I know those things. I know, I search through your thoughts and your intention. And I will give to you whatever you deserve. So God is not going to be deceived. He's not going to be deceived by your actions. He's actually looking at the intent behind that action. Verse 24. But I also have this message for the rest of you in Theatria who have not followed these false teachings. Look at it. So there is always a remnant. No matter how bad the world is, no matter how terrible the world is, there's always a remnant that will not bow. Are you part of that remnant? Are you part of us? The remnant that will not bow no matter what. The remnant of the people that no matter what the world is saying, what the world is doing, where people are going from, we will not bow. So, he said, the rest of you who will not follow these false teachings, I have a message for you. And they put the bracket, look at it, he said, these false teachings are called deeper truths. Don't we have those people who, who go about teaching deeper truths these days? In, church, in, 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 in some of our churches. Or oh, they, they start teaching a lot, number of things. It's no longer, it's once say forever say, uh, you know, this one is deep, it's deep, it's rema. You can't understand. Ah, it's deep. It's deep, oh, it's deep. All these people that... 
So the, the, those are the doctrine, the teachings of Jezebel. So those of us that even permitting it, I mean, there was a time for those of us who, I mean, a couple of years ago, uh, that that's this deep truth teaching flooded social media actually was on every everybody where ah, it's deep, it's rema, it's whatever. Uh, false teachings, uh, uh, the doctrine of Jezebel. And and uh, when when it came out at that time, I, I used to tell my my friends and some of my protégés that this is not the first time because I remember when I was a bit younger uh, in the nineties, I think in the early nineties, such the same doctrine came out at that time and it died after about two three years there about. So it came out again about two years ago, for three years ago. Uh, deep once say forever say deep truths, deeper truths, deep whatever. And look at it, verse 24, Revelations 2, 24. But I also have a message for the rest of you who have not followed these false teachings. Deeper truths, as they call them. Depths of Satan, actually. So all those doctrines, all those things that you people have, depths of Satan, that is what the Bible calls it. I will, I will ask nothing more of you except that you owe tightly, tightly to what you have until you come. See, they will be telling you all sorts of things. Hey, you don't understand. You don't believe it. It is deep. It is rema. It is... Explain it to us. No, you have to understand it. It is deep. Those of you who are not following them, the remainder, the remnants, it says, hold on to what you have. Hold tightly. Look at it. Hold tight. I don't have any other thing to tell you, but hold tightly to what you have until I come. To all who are victorious and who obey me to the very end. Um, to them, I will give authority over the nations. They will rule the na- they rule the nations with the rod of iron and smash them as clay pots. Now, this is happening. This is going to happen at the millennial reign of Christ. We'll talk about that uh, in a couple of chapters. So, if you overcome to those, who hold on to these things, the teachings of Christ till He comes. Hold on, to, hold on to it. Then He will give us authority to rule over the, over nations. We'll rule with a rod of iron. When we get there, you see, it is going to be a rod of iron rule. It's not going to be Ismael rule. They will have the same authority I received from my father, and I will give them uh, the morning star. Anyone who has an ear must listen to the spirit and understand what he's saying to the churches. Okay, so we let me just uh, let's just have a, a recap of what, what we did today. So we've done four churches. Apologies to my Facebook audience. Uh, network was really, really bad. I hope I think it's stable. It's more stable now. So, uh, but I'll send the I'll send a podcast on Facebook and send to everybody as well. So, uh, we did Church of Ephesus, Church of Smyrna, Church of Pergamum, and Church of Theatria. So, um, the Church of Ephesus was the Apostolic Church. Uh, the Church of Smyrna, the persecuted church. Uh, the Church of Pergamum, the indulged church, indulged church. Uh, commendation, they hold fast to the name of Christ. They have not denied faith. God says he sees, he knows their works. Their condemnation, Pergamum, their false teaching of, of, of Balaam and the Nicolaitans. And we've talked, we've explained what the Balaam is. So Christ asks them to repent. And uh, whoever is victorious, they will give hidden manna. So indulgence, you know, see the persecuted church now, they were, they held on to, that's the church of Smyrna, they held on to everything that the Lord uh, Jesus was doing, not one word of, of, of condemnation. But the indulged church, when indulgence comes, it started, it started 
indulging some other doctrines, started indulging some other teachings, and then moved to the um, uh, Church of Theatira, the pagan church, um, and uh, Jezebel, uh, okay, the good things, the good works, love, service, faith, and patience, uh, but they, they allowed uh, Jezebel to teach idolatry and compromise. So the remnants, uh, Jesus asked them to hold fast to what he has, what, he, what they have until he comes back. Uh, then he, whoever overcomes, he will give millennial leadership and the morning starts. So next week, uh, by the grace of God, we'll have better reception uh, on Facebook. So we'll do Church of Sardis, uh, Church of Philadelphia, and Church of Laodicea uh, next week. I wouldn't know if you have questions on Facebook. Uh, please share. Uh, then uh, if you, for those of us who are listening on podcast, if you have a question, you can send it as voice. There's a way you can send a voice message on, on the podcast on Anchor or on Spotify. Uh, if you're on Spotify, to just take it to Anchor uh, to send your question, then we can uh, have a conversation. For those of you who are, uh, you can send it to me on, on any of the social media platforms at Tolutopedada. Uh, so please send me your questions. Apologies that the, the reception was really, really bad today. I think we can close. Uh, just listen to the podcast and let me have your questions. Father, we thank you for today. Thank you for teaching us yourself. Thank you for opening our eyes to these four churches. Uh, we saw that it is possible for you not to have any condemnation for us. Uh, like the Church of Smyrna. Father, we ask that you please... Help us in our areas of weaknesses. Help us to take heed to the things you're telling us. Help us, Lord, uh, to clear our thoughts and intentions because you search, you look at the thoughts and intents of man, not just the actions. Help us to clarify our thoughts and intents in the name of Jesus. Make us ready for your second coming. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we've prayed. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Uh, have a wonderful, wonderful evening. Goodbye.